0: Yeah. of course the main requirement of oh shit ladies and gentlemen oh shit indeed oh shit indeed this is akira the dawn broadcasting on four of the major internet ghettos simultaneously we on youtube what up youtube we on facebook what up facebook we on instagram What up, Instagram, and we're on flipping Periscope as well, and i got headphones on so I can, like, you know, finally realize when I'm being too too loud. So, 19 episodes into Ask Kira, 19 weeks in a row, 19 weeks straight, and we're just improving, 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 bit by bit by bit. We're just cranking, we're just cranking this thing. We're just cranking this thing. Why? He's got clout. Who are you talking about, Jordan? Akira. The Don. Oh, yeah, him. What about him? He's got clout. Oh, she does. Yeah. Yeah, we are everywhere. We are everywhere, Natalie Donkova, who's in the YouTube chat. Appreciate you. Sir Peppers says, meaning is the wave. Sir Peppers is correct. Meaning is indeed the wave. What up to everyone who was locked in early? Mexican Jumping Bean, who was indeed first. You bad motherfucker, you. Owen Smith. Uh, who is accusing Me- Mexican jumping bean, says uh, he's skipping work to listen to this, which Ryan Smith says doesn't sound hyperproductive. That, I don't know, I don't know. If you want to get hyperproductive, which is the subject of the show right now, we're talking about hyperproductivity today. If you want to be hyperproductive, you don't just sort of fall into it without thinking. You, you've got to have a bit of a plan. A man with a, a man with no plan, that's no man. A man with no plan. Is no man. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. Direct from me to you. And uh, if I'm being very honest, uh, I, I learned that bit of wisdom from Joey Diaz, Joey Coco Diaz, who is one of my many wisdom angels, one of my many guides. He sits atop my shoulder with a gang of other people, and and uh, and he helps me out in life. He gives me advice. One of these days, one of these days, we're gonna we're gonna be able to visualize this. This is. I mean, we'll actually physically be able to visualize it because we will have augmented reality uh golems, creatures, things following us around. You'll actually, like, right now I've been talking about this as kind of an idea. You decide, say, I want to have Akira the Dawn as my metaphor- metaphorical angel on my shoulder. And uh then when you get into a situation, you just think, oh, what would Akira the Don do? And then he sort of pops up. This happens, like, almost, like, literally to me these days. Like, I got back from the club and... uh I didn't want to do any pushups, and I had Jocko. I could I could see him in the room, going, "Get after it! Don't be weak." I was like, oh, "Fucking hell, Jocko, I just want to go to bed." He's like, "Get after it! Do your pushups." I was like, "Fucking all right, Jocko, fine." But we are going in a few years. You'll be able to have this as an app. You'll have an augmented reality app, and you'll be able to download Jocko Willink and Jocko Willink as a three D hologram thing. Presented in augmented reality, will be telling you to get after it and get off your ass, and that would be pretty dope. In the meanwhile, though, uh, you have to uh, you have to kind of program yourself a little bit. Uh, I'm afraid you do, you do, but that's fine. Uh, Anyway, welcome. This is Akira. The dawn. He's got clout. That's me. That's me. I'm I'm the number one, the number one wave lord in your town, and the number one wave lord on these internet streets, and I am here every thursday at 1 p.m and uh answering your questions and shit I- 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 akira and uh it's just slowly gradually increasing the uh the quality and the hyper productivity and i i've been getting a lot of questions about hyper productivity a lot of people wanting to know what is hyper productivity and how do i do it and what is involved in it and and how do I integrate it into my life and all that sort of thing? And I've answered like aspects of this before, like little bits here and there over the weeks in this uh, in this thing called Ask Akira that we've been doing. But uh, today we're going to spend, you know, we're going to go over it in full. We're going to look at this thing. What is it? What is it? You know, we're going to do that. Uh, BBH8 uh bpha says what was the song you were previewing well 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 yeah we did start with the preview we often start with the preview here on ask here on thursdays because i'm always working on some new shit that's part of the hyper-productive way always working on some new shit and uh you know like giving you a little little taste of that new shit a little taste of that new shit uh you're actually going to be able to hear that song in full people on my patreon shout out to the patreon gang you're going to be able to hear that song in full later today and uh, everybody else will get the whole wave in full very, very soon. The whole wave is the Dave, uh, David Foster Wallace, the David Foster Wallace water wave. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Splash. <laughs> Major League Splash. Major League Splash. That wasn't on the phase two announcement. That's just come out of nowhere. Where the hell did that come from? Oh, my God. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's actually been on my... Uh, on my board, on my list, on my, on my things I want to do for a very long time. And, and suddenly, yesterday, it was the right time to do it. I don't know why, but it was. That's sometimes how it works. And it was. And it was. And, uh, yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Because, you know, it's meaningful. And it's part of the wave. And that's what's going on. We're on the wave. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I hope everyone is wonderful today. Greetings, Ruba Says greetings, Don. Uh, Ginger Snap. Up, greetings from New Zealand. Shouts out to New Zealand. We got people from South Africa here. Shouts out to South Africa, Norway. Shouts out to Norway. Who was from Norway? Someone who needed to go to bed. It's not, you can't go to bed, man. Can't go to bed because it's time for Ask Kieran here on all, all four corners of the internet. <laughs> all the major major internet internet isn't a thing anymore. We now have like separate internets. We have and people don't leave them. So uh, shout out to the Facebook people who don't leave Facebook. Shouts out to the, pe- the Periscope people who don't leave the Twitter time stream. Like, shouts out to you Instagram cats, you know. Hey, what up, Jesper? You're in Sweden. What up, John Lewis in India? Holy cow. It's an international gang. Uh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, so and yeah, anyway, so. We are here to talk about hyper-productivity. Hyper-productivity is a thing I've been engaged in and experimenting with since February of this year. Well, actually actually March, we kicked off in March. And uh, the, the thing was, I was having a conversation with my wife about the internet and the speed of the internet. This is a weird thing with the internet. You release a project or a piece of content, shall we say, say on the Friday, by Monday, by Monday it's like old shit, it's old news. Who gives a fuck anymore? It's old. The internet, the internet, the speed of the internet, like okay, real life is speeding up in this incredible fashion. So-called real life is speeding up incredibly. Uh, the internet is way faster. I sometimes wonder if so-called real life is just trying want, trying to catch up with the internet. I wonder if that's what's happening. But uh either way, the internet is some fast ass shit. And you know, you, you could spend a couple months, you could spend, you know, like the, this okay, people. Making music, they'll spend like an hour, a year on an album, two years on an album, maybe, maybe longer, you know. And uh, then you put the thing out on a Friday and by Monday, people are on some other shit. Doesn't matter how good it is. Doesn't matter how wonderful it is. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to uh, pay attention to out here. And I was thinking, man, and also, like, you know, I work very fast anyway. I make a lot of music. I do a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh, damn, damn, beautiful wifey. Beautiful wifey. I should be putting out like like an album a month. I should be releasing music every week. I should be dropping stuff like every day, really. What the hell? You know, there's, a, there, there's actually appetite for it. I feel if I did it, people would want it. I feel if I did it, it would get better quickly because every time I do a thing, it's a bit better than the last one in some shape or form. You know? And then it was like, well, shit, well, why don't, why don't we try? Why don't we try a ridiculous experiment in hyper-productivity wherein we release not just, like, one major project a month, not just, like, one project a week. What if we commit to releasing at least three things a week, at least three, right now? What if we do that? What would happen? And how would we do it? Is it even possible? Is it even possible? And, uh, yeah, so we said, okay, fine, let's do it. Let's do it and see what happens. And uh, so we did. And uh, what happened was uh, we are now seven months later. And every aspect of of the thing has just blown the hell up. We went from 4,000 YouTube subscribers to now 27, I believe. We went from around 3,000 monthly Spotify listeners to we're currently on 53,000. Uh, we went from around, what was it, like 50,000, 40,000 uh, streams on YouTube a month. We're now on half a million a month. We're on half a million Spotify streams a month. All metrics have blown through the roof. And indeed, I have stuck to this thing. I've released, released three things a week since, uh, since the beginning of March. We've stuck to this thing. I've dropped four albums in the last month alone. Another one is about to come out, and another, and another, and another. Each one has indeed got better than the previous in some shape or form. And uh, this isn't just me saying it. This is what you guys say. This is, uh, you know, I read the comments, and everyone's like, holy shit, it's getting better and better and better. And it really, really is. It really, really is. And, uh, yeah, it's been a really amazing experiment. What The idea was, I figured, there's something I learned a long time ago. When I was a music journalist in my teenage years, part of the reason, because one of the things I wanted to make music, and I figured, huh, if I became a music journalist, I would, like, be in the music industry and I'd know how to do things. and I wouldn't just be, like, sending demos to record labels because that's what you used to have to do. So I became a music journalist, and uh, that was also, that was a ridiculous thing. I I blagged my way into music journalism by uh, moving to London when I was a teenager and... uh, basically just going into the office of this, of this uh, new online thing and saying that I'd previously worked for a major magazine, they should hire me. And they did. It was insane. And uh, that led to lots of other things. But anyway, one of the things I, I realized in my music journalism was that most bands' second albums suck. You get a band, they come along, their first album is fantastic, then the second album sucks. So why does the second album suck? And the reason the second album sucks is on the first album, the band have usually be like, they've been in a garage rehearsing together like every day, every week, every whatever. They've been writing songs every day. That first album is the culmination of uh, them writing loads of songs and playing together all the time for a long period of time. That's usually what it is. They've essentially, they've been in a kind of flow state. With regards to writing songs and they make this album and it's it's all the best of that of kind of flow state And then what happens is the record company puts them out on tour for a year two years and they don't write any songs And then they come back and they get put in a studio and get told to write an album and they've forgotten how or More accurately they are no longer in flow state They are no longer in flow state and uh, therefore They find it very difficult to recapture that magic. So part of this hyper productivity experiment, I figured, well, if I just get myself into flow state and then refuse to leave, what would happen? What would happen? And that's what I've done. And what has happened is all that stuff I told you about every, every conceivable metric going crazy each release getting better than the last each thing like reaching more people so on and so forth the other thing is it gets easier very very quickly and you speed up uh stuff that would take me a day to do in march now takes me a couple of hours someone just asked on the youtube how long does it take me to create an album now well it's still you know there's lots of moving parts and there's research, As, aside from the actual sitting down, making the music, aside from the mixing, yeah, all that sort of thing. There's research that goes into it. There's, uh, there's finding, if I'm working with someone else's voice, there's finding those things. There's constructing the narrative. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. However, however, hey, what up, Miles Hendrick over on Instagram. It says, great radio voice. You cutie, bless your soul. Uh, maybe I'll see you tonight. Uh, the Kills are DJing. No, they're not. They're playing with Interpol tonight at the Hollywood Bowl and I will be DJing the after party in Madame Siam. If you're in Los Angeles, do come through. Anyway, um, yeah, basically, it's, you know, it took me, it took me a year to make my first album. It took about six months to make the second one. And uh, now, i am at the Terence McKenna album I did in two days. Two days. The... Alan Watts album, I believe that took three days. Now I was working with some other producers on that. You know, about half the beats were done by other people. I would then, you know, extra production on those beats and so on and so forth. So a better example perhaps would be JB Genesis, which I produced every track, I mixed it, I did everything, I did the art, I did everything on that record, and I did that in under a week. That was under a week. So I've gone from it taking like six, a year, six months to make an album to being able to do it in uh, a matter of days. And that's because I'm in this hyper productive thing where I, I don't stop, I just keep moving like a shark. Just keep moving, don't stop moving. Stay on the horse, do not get off the horse. Uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of, so that's the intro I guess. Hyper, so what is hyper, hyper productivity? Hyper productivity is being as ridiculously productive as possible. It's like, okay, how much time do I have in a day? How much could I achieve with those hours if I maximized everything? If I myself was maximized, is it, I, if I was running as well as I could, and if I was using my time as usefully and wisely as I could, uh, if I wasn't wasting any time if i wasn't wasting energy uh, if i wasn't wasting emotion if if i could minimize all wastage and then if i could maximize what was being done with that time now for i'm going to say for for right off the bat here i'm not at that point yet like there's definitely still areas that i could improve like loads loads you know we're 7 months into this and uh, there is lows I could improve. Okay, where could I improve? All right, uh, I could be fitter. I could be, uh, like, doing more exercise. I could be lifting more weights, things of that nature. Um, I could be drinking more water. I don't have any water in the studio right now. So I'm actually right at this second thirsty, which means I'm not fully optimized. Uh, yeah. You know, there's there's lots of stuff. Uh, just in, like, my workflow. Every day I'm refining my workflow, trying to make that more uh, efficient. There's loads of this. I'm, I'm pretty sure, anyway, you could, you could do this until you died, and there'd still be areas in which you could be more efficient. But the point is, um, yeah, right now, compared to where I was in February, it's just a completely different world. It's a completely different human. It's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different attitude. And most importantly, it's completely different results. Completely different results. I'm now getting close to the results that I used to wish I had. And I used to sit there like, oh, I'm really good. Like, I work hard. Like, why aren't I here? Fuck's sake. Uh, Must be this thing. Must be this. Sort of externalizing the blame. Like, oh, it must be because these people are trying to cop block me or these people don't understand my genius or whatever ridiculous thing. And nothing to do with that. Like... There is, the the reason you're not succeeding in life has got nothing to do with anybody else. It is all you and it is always you. Everything outside that's happening to you is always some kind of manifestation of what's happening inside. And you could go, oh, that's not fair because what about this and what about that? What about the other? And I would say to you, shut the fuck up. Uh, There is definitely shit that you can improve within yourself that would make what's happening to you uh, more bearable or more in line with what you want it to be. There just definitely is. So how's about you look to that and fix that before, complaining about the other stuff if it has about you know um the classic set thy house in perfect order before they criticize the world but like that's some real shit that applies to everything because you should definitely start with what you could fix first in regards to everything like say your computer is not working you might be like oh shit i have got to buy a new computer it's broken out oh, maybe maybe look see if there's something you did to make it not work i don't know switch it off and on again just start there before you freak the fuck out and like demand that Apple make better computers because it's just not good enough that your computer stopped working like maybe you fucking didn't plug it in. I did that one time. I have a piece of equipment and I spent three months uh, sending angry emails to chat support about why isn't my thing working da da, da 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 and you know to be fair they were rubbish at getting back to me. but after three months I realized that it wasn't plugged in. That's real shit that's real thing that happened. I spent three months writing angry emails and shouting and getting all frustrated. And these fucking people, blah, 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 they can't run a proper software, like a proper hardware company, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it was my fault. It wasn't plugged in properly. It was one of those two part plugs where you have the box and then the thing into it. And it was down the back of my desk and it wasn't connected. Now, much of life is in that, much of life is like that. Like, oh man, you know, like, why aren't I as, uh, why aren't I as successful as I should be? Well, maybe you're not working hard enough maybe you like working on the wrong things. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. So anyway, in February, I decided me and my wife, we decided, we decided because, uh, she's a big part of this, by the way. Like if you're in a, in a relationship, you can't just go, right, I'm going to be Captain Productive and fuck you over there. You, you just stay there. <laughs> like, I'm going to go over here and, and do a billion things and you, and you can, uh, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, I'm married and I have a son and, uh, so it's, it's it's a joint thing. It's a joint effort. Uh, oh, thank you, Caleb, for the super chat. Uh, he says, when is your hyper productivity going to get you a spot on Rogan? You would be an awesome guest. Loved your podcast with 1791. And Eric Weinstein. Well, thank you very much, Caleb. And uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what will happen? But, you know, these are the directions we're moving in. These are the directions we're moving in. And, and the fact that this is now a conversation, this wouldn't have been a conversation back in February, because I wasn't worthy. I wasn't worthy, I wasn't working hard enough, I wasn't doing enough stuff, and uh, now I am. Here's the thing, let me show you something. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, or Periscope, or Facebook, you will be able to see this. If you're on Instagram, you won't see this, and if you're listening on the podcast, you won't see this, but I will describe it to you regardless. But it's an interesting thing to look at. And uh, what this is, this is a t-shirt i was designing yesterday for my patreons my patrons uh, above a certain bracket get an exclusive t-shirt every month and i thought wouldn't it be cool to make a meaning wave phase one shirt listing all the releases in meaning wave phase one meaning wave phase one officially kicked off with be a plumber in july of 2017 when i made a song that sampled jordan peterson talking about how uh, being a plumber, if you're going to be a plumber, be a good one. A, that that sort of job is a noble thing because you're you're making the world better. And B, if you're going to do something, do it as well as you can. That resonated with me. I made a song with it in July. It then took July, August. It took two months to uh, then release the first JBP Wave full-length project, doing a similar thing, sampling these vocals. Uh, And then it took another month to release the second one. Then in November, I released three things, slightly speeding up. December, there was one one major thing. January, a single, just one single. February, a whole album. There you go. I, so I spent, obviously, all of January making this album, the 12 Rules for Life album. Then we made this decision. And then, <laughs> then we go crazy, and you see it go crazy. And uh, I'm... March, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven major releases, and that doesn't include singles or videos of this nature. April, there's another six major releases that doesn't include singles or individual things. Uh, May, one, two, three, four, another six. June, there is another seven, and so forth. And we've actually we're, we've been hyper-increasing since then. Uh, This goes up to July. That was the first year. Phase one was the first year. Phase two has been ridiculous. Phase two is like, you know, when you have situations like four albums in a month has happened between August and September. So, uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. By the way, if you want that shirt, um, that's on the back of it. There's Meaning Wave on the front. Uh, Join the Patreon (laughs) and you get an exclusive shirt. Yes, you do. So, uh, yeah. There's hyperproductivity Now, uh, how, how you may ask, do you do such a ridiculous thing? How is it even possible without dying? Without dying, Graveyard Goons says, your work ethic continues to push us further in our sketches and prank calls. We love you so much, Akira. Yay! Okay, thank you, Graveyard Goons. They're a YouTube channel. They do sketches and prank calls. Big up you. Uh, David Sanderson, how do you deal with the fact that you have no free will, that there is no ultimate purpose in life? <laughs> of course, belief plays a large, as you enter the world. Well, Sam Harris, that has got nothing to do with uh, what we're talking about right now, apart from the the fact that I do disagree with the zero free will proposition. I've read Sam Harris's free will. I've read every single book on Scott Adams's uh, persuasion list, which the part of that is the point of that is to get to the point to realize you have zero free will whatsoever. I do disagree with that final proposition. I do agree that we're very, very influenced by the world around us. We're very, very malleable. We're very, very easily suggestible. Uh, Much of what happens to us us does depend on outside forces, but I disagree with the final. You have zero free will thing. And uh, that's me. And, of course, you know. We could, I could just be a pinball that happens to bounce into the thing that says be hyperproductive. But either way, David Sanderson, my friend, that is not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about hyperproductivity, and we're talking about how the hell you do it. Yes, we are. Now, somebody wanted to know: Are you worried about getting burned out, or does your hyperproductivity provide you the necessary surplus energy? That's a good question. And that, okay, so hyperproductivity, hyperproductivity, where where we're doing as much as we fucking can. All right. If you want to do as much as you fucking can, you need to be sorted on a bunch of levels. You need, your diet needs to be groovy. Your, your exercise levels need to be like pretty like groovy. You can't be just like a sedentary fat fuck, like I used to be. No, you cannot. Won't work. You need enough sleep. Sleep. You need seven to nine hours minimum. All right. I can't stress this enough. This is some shit I worked out pretty early in life. One of the reasons I'm alive and I've survived through the ridiculous shit that happened to me is that I got the sleep thing down. When I was homeless, sleeping on and under park benches, I got my seven to nine hours. All right. I I used to sleep in base bins. There was a period where I was homeless and I would like stay in the club until it it shut, like five or whatever in the morning or three, five. And if I was really knackered, uh, I would sleep in the base bins. I'm good at sleeping. Sleeping is really important. And uh, I would recommend, there was a great podcast Joe Rogan did with this sleep expert guy a few months back. And uh, I would really recommend that for uh, two hours on why the hell sleep is really important. Sleep might be the most important. I have found that to be true in my life because in my life I've had periods where my diet has been years, decades, where my diet was beyond dreadful and my exercise wasn't as it should be and I was putting all sorts of crap into my body. But getting the right amount of sleep meant that I lived to fight another day. So here's the thing. If you combine if you combine the right amount of sleep, minimum seven hours. Don't listen to these four-hour people, these four-hour fucks. They're wrong. They all get Alzheimer's, right? Ronald Ron Reagan got four hours sleep and he got Alzheimer's. Uh, didn't that happen to Margaret Thatcher? Yeah, I, I've heard it. It's like a lot of people have heard this about, all right? Four hours is no good, all right? And, and fuck that thing that Dali used to do where you like get so tired that you start tripping and then uh, you sit in a chair and you hold a coin above a bowl. And so the second you fall into a kind of sleep that you wake yourself up by dropping into the bowl and then you draw whatever trippy thing is your brain. Okay, that might be a fun experiment to get into some artistic zone for a week, but you do that for much longer, you'll die. You'll die and you will not be hyperproductive. And guess how I know? Because I tried all these things. I tried the no sleep thing. I tried the naps thing. I tried all these things. It, does, it actually it works against your hyper-productivity. It makes you less productive because it fucks you up, and then you can't do the shit you need to do. To be hyper-productive, you need to be on an even keel of just consistency. You need consistency. Consistency is key. I told this to Big Nasty many years. Ago, like, what was it? When I taught him how to use Twitter and he was really upset because he just wasn't as famous, wasn't as... Not famous isn't the right word. He wasn't as respected and as, as sort of popular and wide-reaching with his music as he should be, and he was just breaking his heart because he knew he was good, but he wasn't being he wasn't being consistent. I was, and I told it. So I sat him down and was like, "Right, here's the plan for you. You're gonna get on Twitter." right? You're going to, people are going to see how funny you are on Twitter. You're going to drop a freestyle every week. You're going to be consistent and then they'll see your talent and you'll get big. So he did it and it worked. And now he's a fucking superstar. It took me a long time to start applying that shit to myself. This is something that people do. Oh, you can give it, you can see what's up with other people, but you can't see yourself. You know, you can give people, other people advice, but not yourself. Right, So here's another thing you should do. It's all that great advice you give to other people. Why don't you just sit down and give some to yourself and then apply it? Apply it. That's the major thing, consistency. So you need consistency. So faddish things that you can't keep going on, that's not going to work. So hyperproductivity needs to be a thing that's that's worked into your life in such a fashion that because it has to keep going, keep going. You can't do it for like a week and then stop and then another week and stop or a month. It has to be like I'm in seven months deep now or nearly eight months. And like I said, I'm in the very early stages of it. I can tell. All right. So this has to be consistent. And burnout is a real thing. I felt myself approaching it at times during this because uh, I would do stupid things like I did last week. I stayed up till five in the morning trying to get this video edited because I wanted to drop it at nine in the morning. I should have just gone to sleep at my normal time of 3 a.m. But pushing over that extra couple of hours into the five thing like fucked me up. And then I was tired for the rest of the week. And that made it very difficult. All right, so you need consistency. You need consistency, you need to be going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. For me, that's three and sort of 10-ish because I DJ four nights a week, five nights a week, whatever it is. So you just need a consistent start and beginning point. Uh, So those things need to be in place. Uh, You need to uh, not just be working all the time. You need to like fit in some hours where you're doing other stuff. If you have a family, you should be fitting in hours where you're hanging out with them. You should be fitting in time to like read about non-work related stuff, things of that nature. Um, Cause you need sort of, you need room, you know? So you need to work all that in, but it doesn't have to be loads. Like a couple of hours can can do, or maybe one day out of the seven, if you're spending that with your family, like in a, in a way that's not distracted, you know, you need non-distracted time. So then when you're focusing on your hyperproductive activities, you can be fully focused on those. And uh, yeah, uh. what up, Instagram people? What up, Matt D. Allison? Says, how do you come up with the narratives for your albums? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. We we'll we will answer that another time. But we're talking about hyper productivity right now. I guess that's part of it. Okay. So, in the context of hyper hyper productivity, um, keeping abreast of all these projects and and staying uh, focused and having a Say if you you say you have a project. Say you're uh, going to build a really nice house. Like how do you, how do you work out the order of all that sort of thing? Maybe that's not anyway. Basically, again, it's focus. It's staying focused on whatever the thing is at that time and not getting distracted by. Because I've always got like 50 projects on the go, but I'm not thinking about all 50 at the same time. So I'm going okay. Today I'm doing this. Or, For these next three hours, I'm doing this. Okay, that goes into it. Organization discipline and organization discipline and organization uh once upon a time there was a very woke and conscious rap group called dead press and they had a song and it went discipline makes things easier organize your life and i was like what the fuck dead press what's so easy about discipline and then uh i was like then i worked it out eventually i was like oh yeah discipline makes things way easier if you know you're just getting up at this time of day every day, then it's way easier to get up than if you don't know when you're getting up from day to day. If you know you're going to the gym at X time, it's way easier because you just know that's what you do. You know, so if you know that uh, on Wednesday, on Thursday at one p.m. you are speaking to the bad motherfuckers of the Meaning Wave Universe for an hour about the subject of hyperproductivity, then you're like, okay, that's cool. It's not a problem. If you hadn't put, if you don't have Discipline and organization, life is fucking difficult. And that sounds obvious, but like I didn't fucking realize that until relatively recently. So it can't be that obvious. I'm still not doing it as well as I should. You know, like uh, me and my wife have put in place a system where we have a meeting every week and we see what's coming up for the week ahead and how that fits into our sort of larger things. And, you know, this is still relatively recent. And whenever I go into uh, real detail. I go, okay, I'm going to break down my day into hours. And, okay, I'm going to be doing this for two hours here, then that for there, and that for there. It's way better, way easier, way quicker. I get way more done. Just the more effort I put into planning, organization, and then the discipline of sticking to it, it's just way easier and way more effective. And every time I slip from that, then, then it's, like, less effective. This is just fucking very simple math. Very simple math. So with regards, Matt D. Allison, to uh, the narratives for my albums, what will happen is I'll be like, okay, I'm, this is what I want to discuss. Uh, say, you know, these are the ideas I want to put across. And I tend to construct it in such a fashion that there is a beginning and a middle and an end. And uh, the whole thing works together and also that each component p- part makes sense on its own. And then I think of the whole thing so I'm thinking of the whole phase. I'm thinking of the whole, like, all the music I'm doing over the next, say, six months and how that all fits together. And then I block, I'm block. i blocking it all out. and going, okay, this plus this plus this equals that. And then what pieces are missing, which voices would add to this and so on and so forth. But then, okay, you've also, you got to have discipline, you've got to have systems, but you've also got to leave room for inspiration and improvisation. There has to be room for that in there. So I would say one out of every couple of projects I do, every three maybe, that's some shit that like occurred to me on the fly and I knew it was it was some inspiration and I allowed myself room to ride with it. And those have often been some of the best things. So you can't be so disciplined and so organized that you don't allow inspiration to come in and you don't ride that wave because that's what this is all about. This is about riding a wave. I got on the wave, I've staying on the wave, okay? And part of that involves responding to inspiration that's thrown at you, you know, because it's, it's, it's like that whole thing of prayer. You know, you sit on the side of a bed, you close your eyes, you go, all right, what the fuck? I don't know what's like, What? come on, help, help, help. And then the answers come to you, you know, and it's, whether that's your subconscious providing them or, or God or whether, whatever you think it is, it doesn't matter because that works that way. So part of that is allowing room for uh, inspiration and then recognizing when it happens. And here's another big thing about this hyper-productivity experiment. Uh, is I have learned the import of synchronicity and uh, sinks. when when weird synchronistic things happen. And there's like no way that should happen. I've had so much of that, and I continue to have so much of that as I, as I go deeper into this experiment, that it is ridiculous, that it is ridiculous. If I were to write it down, it would seem like a work of crazed and improbable fiction. And what I've realized is that Malcolm X was indeed correct. He said, when you notice synchronicities in your life, it means you're walking with Allah. Synchronicities are the signposts. They're the signposts that you're going in the right direction or they're the signposts because basically you want to be moving so fast. I think of Sonic in Sonic and Sega All-Stars, which is way better than Mario Kart, by the way. And uh, when you get the gold, he goes gold supernova and he's just bombing through everything. And he's, you're going so kind of fast, you're almost like not steering. You kind of are a bit, right? But it's kind of helping you a bit. And you're just fucking going fast, fast, fast. And you don't have time to think. You just got to keep moving and like reacting. To, and you go, oh shit, there's I, there's a cool thing going that direction. But You've got to be very, very fast. And it's like that. There isn't time to think too hard. You can't sit there second guessing yourself. So you kind of have to respond in, in a smart way. So... Synchronicities are the signposts. And if you pay attention to them, life just unfolds and becomes ever, ever more magical, ever more magical. And uh, if you keep doing that, it just gets more and more ridiculous and just insanity will occur. And uh, if you think, shit, things aren't quite working as well as they should be, you can usually go look at your life and see that it is less synchronistic than it was when things were going very well. So perhaps, perhaps you ignored some signposts. So, and I have found that to be the case. I've certainly found that to be the case over these seven months. Whenever I'm paying, really paying attention, really paying attention, when I'm really paying attention to the synchronicities, to the signposts, to what I'm doing when I'm staying on the path, but, you know, allowing room for inspiration, then shit is fantastic. When I start paying attention, if I allow myself to be distracted, then things stop going quite as well and quite as smoothly. This is some real, real shit, okay? So hyperproductivity, how to be hyper-productive. You need a foundation of health, sleep, food. Food for me has been a major thing. I started the carnivore diet in February just before I started this thing. Now, I'm not saying you all have to do the fucking carnivore diet. It's worked for me. Having a system wherein I know exactly what I'm going to eat every day and it makes me feel good and doesn't Give me any kind of negative repercussions. It used to be, for example, I'd be in the studio. Oh, I'm hungry. What am I going to eat? Oh, I don't know. Uh, go to this place, get a fucking chicken burger. This happened once, and something about the chicken burger just really fucked me up and bloated me, and I spent the next two, three hours unable to work. I couldn't do anything. It ruined my inspiration. Uh, then it was too late to do anything else that day. I don't know why I remember that day so well, but I do. I do. That doesn't happen now, because everything I eat makes me feel good and gives me energy. And I know what I'm going to eat. So I didn't have to sit there thinking about it. So that's really helped. Now, I'm not saying, yeah, like I said, I'm not saying you need to do the carnivore diet, but you need to work out what food works for you and doesn't make you feel bad. So do not put stuff in your body that poisons you, stuff that makes you sluggish, stuff that makes you trippy, bloated, whatever it is. Just don't put that stuff in you and work out what works for you and just do that and have a system wherein you just know what you're going to eat. You just know what you're going to eat that morning, evening, whenever it is that you eat. Just, you know. So then that's not a fucking issue. That's not a question. Uh, John Cognac wants to know, Akira, do you drink coffee on Carnival? Yes, I do. I do drink coffee. Joseph Johnson says, what if I'm too hyperproductive? And I think someone else asked that. Well, shit, I don't know about that. I don't know if there is such a thing as too hyperproductive. I haven't reached it yet. I've not reached it yet. David Sanderson said, what's a sigil? Did I mention sigils? I don't know if I did. But either way, sigils are uh, a sigil is something in chaos magic where you reduce an intention or a desire into a sort of visual glyph type thing, and then you use that to focus your energy so that you can make this thing come true, whatever it is. It's basically just a way of communicating with the subconscious and putting things that you want to happen into your subconscious so your subconscious can work on making them happen. Now, this hyper-productivity thing is that because you be every, you basically imbue, okay, here's, here's the other bit. Here's the other bit of it. You're not going to be able to be hyper-productive if you don't give a fuck about what you're doing. Oh, sorry, very quickly. Uh, Provoskino says, I tried the carnivore diet, but I'm too poor to eat only beef. Uh, There's ways around it. Uh, There's ways of doing so that, like, you could eat ground beef. Uh, Ralph's and all these sorts of people do ridiculous sales every time there's a major major holiday. So, like, for example, I got a month's worth of, like, high-quality ribeyes for just four bucks each. Um, Massive ones. Anyway, so uh, back to what was I talking about? (laughs) Yeah, so hyper-productivity is going to be impossible. Impossible if you do not give a fuck about what you're doing. You can't decide to be hyper-productive with something that has no meaning to you. And that is the the fucking rub. That's the crux. That's the major, major, major thing about this is there needs to be meaning. It has to be meaningful. What you're doing needs to be the most meaningful thing. The most meaningful thing. All right, so you have to find that. That's kind of the beginning. The beginning is find the meaningful thing. Okay, so you to do that. Find the meaningful thing, and then and then it, it's it's a lot. It's actually easy in some regards because meaning is the motivation, and you will need motivation if you're going to be a crazed hyperproductive beast. If you're going to sacrifice foolishness, if you're going to uh, reject uh, the unmeaningful if you're going to reject the inefficient because you've got to sacrifice you've got to sacrifice a lot a lot and it's very difficult to do that if you have no meaning uh shout out to the instagram people says audio is no good can barely hear you do you know what i'm sorry instagram uh everyone else is getting a direct stream from this microphone but you're not you're just getting the phone you're just getting the iphone picking it up And uh, if it's not good enough, then we'll just have to stop doing this on Instagram. And you cuties on Instagram will just have to come over to to YouTube or come on over to uh, Facebook. Anyway, so sorry about that, guys. Where was I? Yes, meaning, 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 meaning. Meaning is the wave. Meaning is the motivation. Meaning is the basis. Meaning is the foundation. My friend Big Nasty always used to say, how can you understand the basics if you do not understand the base?" And the base is the foundation and meaning is the foundation, all right? So you got to have that. So find that, whatever it is. Then you can be hyper-productive in the pursuit of it, whatever it is. And what it is that I'm doing, obviously, is this fucking meaning wave universe, this fucking thing, this new genre, this new thing. It is a new thing. It really is a new thing. It's, it's developing new thing. Taking these ideas and put, turning them into incredible music that can soundtrack your life and you can take with you wherever and all that sort of thing. It's, it's a noble aim. It's a noble thing. And so I'm very motivated because uh, I don't want to let you guys down. I want it to be as wonderful as it can be. I want it to be better and better and better. I know we've just scratched the surface of what's possible. All right. So there's my motivation. My motivation is to be the most incredible, the best version of myself so that my son may see that it is possible. Right. Right. I'm trying to be like a good man in this world that has no, I I wouldn't say no, in this world in which those things, there is a war against them. There seems to be a war on the idea of even being a good man and all these sorts of things and, and a father and a husband, so on and so forth. All right, there is much motivation, much motivation. And therefore, when you have the foundation of meaning, meaning as motivation, when you have the health, when you have the discipline, you discipline, you've got to have that discipline, right? You've got to stick to it. You've got to do it. You have to do it. You have to be able to turn down stupid desires to say, ah, oh, don't worry about that piece of content today. You gave them something yesterday or the day before. Take it easy today. Go to the pub, go to a bar, get drunk, um, whatever. Nope. No, you have to stick to your shit. Make room for that. you know, if there's things that you feel you need in your life, you know, seeing your friends or whatever the hell. Make room in your schedule for that. But you cannot. You must be disciplined. You must stick to all the stuff. And um, yeah, so then here's another thing. You got to work out. You got to work out what is necessary and what is unnecessary. What is necessary and what is unnecessary. Oh, by the way, shouts out to Provisin Pra P-R-V-O-S-I-E-N-K-O. I I can't pronounce it. I'm not going to bitch it. I'm sure it's as easily pronounceable as Knarkiewicz, which is my own name. Anyway, that person says guys, we should update wiki slash Akira the Don. Yes, someone update Wikipedia. That would be great. I think at the moment it's not updated. Uh, Akira, no alcohol whatsoever. Here's a question. Uh, Right now, no. But this is relatively recent. I stopped I've, I've stopped drinking a couple of weeks ago completely. I've gone, I, I didn't drink for a year and then I did drink for a year. I'm currently in this increasing of the hyper productivity. I have realized that I just really do not have room, even for small hangovers, even small distractions. Also, there is too much room for error when you are a club DJ and you're in a room full of drunk people and uh, just people. People are unpredictable, man. They could do anything. So you need to be sharp and you need to have uh, everything about you. Uh, If you're a professional bad motherfucker and you're trying to be the greatest open format DJ on earth and the fucking king of meaning wave and the wave lord, and if you're uh, going to Vegas, if if your goal is to go to Vegas and be a big superstar club DJ that makes the best meaning wave on earth. All right? So, yeah, right now I've I've said goodbye, alcohol. And uh, I've had so many instances over the past week or two where I was like, "Holy shit, thank God there was no alcohol. I could have gotten about five fights this weekend, like with, with insane people in the club. It's just so much weird shit. Um, so yeah, anyway, so yeah, discipline, 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 ultra, ultra, ultra. Ultra, uh, you gotta have, and you've got to work out where uh, you're wasting time. That's the thing. And uh, I don't know what sci-fi movie it was. Was it Jupiter ascending? It's this populated universe, you know, this big universe awash with planets and people. And what they've realized, all these advanced civilizations, is that time is the ultimate resource. Money can buy you everything, everything you want, but it can't buy you time in this universe. You know, time is the ultimate resource. And it's very interesting that anyone, you know, someone came out to them and said, uh, Could I have 20 bucks? That person would usually say, no, you can't have my 20 bucks. Why would I give you my 20 bucks? I need my 20 bucks. What's wrong with you? You're insane. But if someone comes up to you and is like, oh, give me 10 minutes of your time. Or like, hey, here's some distracting notion. And they'll just take 20 minutes of your time, half an hour of your time, an hour of your time, two hours of your time. And you just give it them without thinking. How much is your time worth? What's your hourly rate? How much is your time worth? What could you generate in an hour? What is your time worth? You need to work out what your time is worth. And then you need to fucking think about that when you, when you allow your time to be taken. Because 10 minutes you spend uh, reading some fucking bullshit or engaging in some stupid bullshit political debate on Twitter, that's some fucking time that could have been put into fucking generating something useful in your life, world, the world, whatever it is, all right? So you really got to think about that shit. How much is your time worth? pretty sure your time is worth more than like 20 bucks an hour or whatever the fuck it is. Right? So why the fuck would you give someone an hour and you wouldn't give them 20 bucks? Huh? All right. So you got to work that out. Then you look at, look at what you do with your life. Look at your standard day. How how are you spending your time? How are you spending your time? What are you doing? It's fucking mental when you go into it, when you look at it, because it's like, holy fucking shit. I am wasting shitloads of time. And Dumb shit. You might think, oh man, I'm really good. I'm really disciplined. I've done this. I've fucking done this. I continue to do it because I continue to crank this thing. It's like, oh shit, I just spent fucking like 20 minutes just like falling into a little loop wormhole on Twitter, reading some fucking stupid nonsense about whatever bullshit they're trying to fucking divide us with this week. Whatever dumb bullshit they're trying to divide us with this week, I just fucking fell into that. And I think I'm smart and I think I don't engage, but I literally just spent 20 minutes reading about it. I could have, what could I have done in 20 minutes? There's a lot I could have done in 20 minutes. I could have made a new fucking drum kit. I could have fucking made a fucking half a song. I could have made a whole song if I was being super fast. There's a lot of fucking shit I'd done. So unless that was the bit of my time, that my day, where I'd said, all right, you can spend half an hour reading some dumb shit then that's the dumb shit I chose to spend it on because it's about, you've got to choose. you got, like, you are in fucking control of your whole life and everything that happens to you and you've got to act that way. You've got to act a fucking accordingly, all right? So if you just fall into a random Twitter wormhole unthinkingly, that's not you choosing, that's allowing yourself to give up your fucking sovereignty to have your fucking person invaded by someone else's agenda and someone else's dumb shit. You ain't got time for that. If you're going to be a hyper hyper productive bad motherfucker, if you're t- going to take control of your life, if you're going to fucking have a useful effect on the universe, and if you're going to fucking utilize the fucking crazed gift that is being you living at this incredible unprecedentedly luxurious potential-filled period of human history where you really do have the option to fucking actualize your shit. You really do. This wasn't a thing that your ancestors had. Your grandfather was in a fucking foxhole. Your grandfather was in a fucking ditch shooting at motherfuckers or some shit like that. He didn't have time to sit around and fucking monitor his fucking activities and work out how he could be more fucking hyperproductive and how he could be a useful fucking member of the universe and how he could fucking self-actualize and become the greatest version of his ass possible. Didn't have that fucking opportunity. You do. You do, motherfucker. Therefore... You know, and I talk about this shit a lot. And do you know why I talk about this shit a lot? Because I need to remind myself. I know this shit and I need to remind myself. I need to remind myself all the fucking time. With so much stuff. I have so much work to do and so much... Uh, there's so many areas I need to get better in. But, but, looking back on this seven months, I am so much better than I was then. And it's because I've been doing these things. Like, because I've been doing this stuff. So... Yeah, it's you know it's working for me, it's working for me. Now uh, sticking to it, sticking to it—that's the thing people find difficult. But you know, if, if meaning is the motivation, that's a massive part of it. Self-discipline is is a difficult thing, but once you get going on it, you know it, the rewards are just self-evident. And when and when you, you you slip, you see the fucking repercussions. And if you're paying attention. You'll know that that's just not where you want to be. Um, yeah. Burn out, like I was saying, like, you know, you just fucking manage your time. Make sure that there's room. Make sure that there's some downtime. Make sure that there's friend and family time, shit of that nature. Choose your angels. You'll need guides. You'll need guides. And if you don't have them in real life, if you don't have people who you can mentor you in real life, that's great. But if you don't, that's fine. You can choose them. You can choose them on Twitter. You can curate a fucking flawless Twitter feed which in which you only follow 20 people and they're the smartest people in the world in whatever field it is that you're interested in or whatever world you want to be in. All right? If you're trying to be a hyper-productive bad motherfucker inventing some kind of fucking futuristic transport system or whatever the fuck it is, just fucking follow fucking whoever Elon Musk follows or whatever the fuck, you know, there's tools. You can go in there. You can, I found this last week. It's very useful. You can find a thing that will just create you a list of someone else's timeline. So you can see all the people they follow and you can find the smartest people. And just, you know, we're at this incredible period where you really can learn from the best people in the world, right? The best people in the world, most of them are on some form of social media and they're fucking, they're sharing stuff. They're sharing some of the stuff that they use and that's therefore available to you. All right. So you can go out there and you can find the greatest mentors and you can bring them into your world. All right. And, uh, and then you can have them there all times when any situation that pops up, you can go, what would such and such a do? And you know what they do because you follow them and you read their writings and they'll pop up at your shoulder like a fucking hologram and they'll help you and they'll help you. And the more you do that, the more normal that becomes, and uh, the more sort of physical it becomes, and it really does come to a point, I'm at that point, where these people literally just fucking manifest at my shoulder in the side of the room and they fucking tell me what I need to do when I don't want to do it, when I know what it is I need to do, right? So, uh, yeah. Um, have I covered everything? I don't know if I have. Um, I don't know if I have. Is there anything, all right, quickly, yeah, anything anyone wants to know with regards to hyper productivity anything you want to know with regards to hyper productivity Um, we've covered how you get into it well have we how do you get into it basically yeah okay pick a fucking thing and fucking do it pick a thing and do it pick a thing and do it and stick to it and stick to it and do it work out how you can do it the most whatever it is so what i chose was this right so it's like okay what's the most music and, uh, and associated visuals and videos and all that sort of thing. What's the most I can do if I just really work out uh, the most efficient use of my time in every regard? What's the most I can do? And then you do that. And then you work out ways of doing even more. And you just keep cranking it. How can I do more? How can I do more? How can it be better? How can it be more useful? How can it be more efficient? And you just keep doing that in flow, it just keeps getting better, and you do get better. Yes, yes. A good method, says Ewan White, is to imagine that someone you respect slash look up to is always watching you. Would they be pleased with what you're doing? I spoke about this last week when someone asked me who what God was to me. Or, like, what I thought, and when, like, God, yeah. And I said, uh, my kind of sort of visualization or whatever of God is, uh, it's kind of like Grant Morrison's Superman, as in the ultimate, the ultimate actualized good version of yourself, and that they're watching you and, uh, and they care. And what would they think about what you're doing? That's what I think about. I think about that all the time. I think about my ancestors. I think about all the people who died so that I might be here at the end of this fucking series of. Uh... Like, I don't know how many people fucked and fought and died for me to be here, but it's a lot. I think about them. I think about the ones I know that are dead. I think about my grandfathers. I think about my grandmother. I think about my living grandmother a lot because she, like, you know, she, she, like, was alive in the war. She was a little girl in the war. Like, she used to fucking draw tights on her legs because they couldn't afford tights, so she'd rub dirt on her legs and draw a fucking line down the back in biro. You know, she saw radio get invented and shit. Like, now she's fucking old and she's a bad motherfucker, but she's in a lot of pain. And because we live in the future, I was able to get her some CBD oil and send it to her, and that alleviated her pain. How fucking crazy is that? What a fucking time to be alive. What an absolute pleasure and a privilege. You know, I think about that a lot. That's part of the motivation. It's part of the meaning. Is like the realization that you are here as a result of centuries of fucking barbarism and sorrow and suffering and glory and wonder and incredible, incredible human achievement, incredible human achievement, incredible human achievement. I love humanity. I love humanity. When uh, Elon, during the Rogan interview, he said, "I'm pro-human," I fucking felt that. I fucking cried. Because that's how I feel. I love humanity. I love us. I love what we've done. And I love what we're going to do. It's incredible. I'm proud of us. I think we're an incredible, incredible species. And I think we haven't even begun to scratch our potential. We've not even begun. And I'm really excited about that. We're like little babies learning to toddle around. So Hercules, he was crawling. And we got on the plane to America, and uh, by the end of it, he was stood up because he was like, there was some kid next to him, and he was trying to impress some girls, and he just fucking stood up. He just stood up, just ran up the plane. I feel we're like that. We're just at that point where we're sussing out, shit, we can stand up. Let's stand up. Let's fucking stand up. Together. How about that? Theo Johnson, any types of coffee you avoid? Yeah, shit coffee. I don't go to no Starbucks. FaZe, do you have a hard time falling asleep if you stay hyper productive right up until you go to sleep? My brain tends to keep working on stuff if I'm working a lot right up until I go to sleep. It's a good question, FaZe, my boy. By the way, FaZe, uh, one of the greatest digital artists working today, uh, is currently in a flex of making loads of music and it's really good. It's really fucking good. It's really fucking good, so check him out. Uh, phased, P-H-A-Z-E-D. I used to have that issue. I used to have that issue real bad. Nowadays, when for the most part, I go to sleep at the same time, and get up at the same time, going to sleep isn't a problem because I just go to sleep at the same time. Once you, if you have a routine, like a routine of that nature going, and uh, also, you know, you fucking worked your dick off all day so you're tired anyway, then that's cool. I used to have that problem for most of my life. I'd stay wide awake up all night till five in the morning, brain going crazy. Brain going crazy. When, in, when I have this discipline in place, it, it's not a problem. So, yeah, that's another reason. Another reason to do it. Uh, do you take any supplements, says Michael Upshaw. Well, Michael Upshaw, I do not, unless you count steak as a supplement. I do not. I drink water, I eat steak. That's fucking it. It's, uh, maybe is, is salt a supplement. I don't know. Have you fully realized your limits as far as time slash amount produced, Graveyard Goons? No, I haven't. Currently, uh, there's a lot of bottleneck with technology. I spend a lot of my time dealing with fucking technology. (laughs) Like, my computer's fucking knackered up and fucking, like, takes ages to render. I finish a video and then that's going to take hours to render and it hogs the whole computer so I can't do anything else, Uh, which is why we started the Patreon uh, to bring in money to upgrade the equipment primarily like to just there's just so much shit that could be better in that regard. I could be producing twice as much stuff as I am currently with an optimized setup at least. I mean at least. We don't even know what the upper limits are with regards to a lot of this stuff. Um but uh I do know that I could be doing about double what I'm fucking currently doing because I'm spending at least half my time dealing With uh, equipment issues. So yeah, that's why one of the many reasons you should all join the Patreon. Link is in the description. Go over join the Patreon. The fucking, uh, yeah, just that T-shirt's coming. It's sick. uh, Preview music and stuff over there. Uh, Thank you, by the way, to everyone on the Patreon. Thank you so much. The very first month thing just came in and uh, I bought some new RAM. That's arriving tomorrow. So we're going to put some new RAM in this machine and that should speed up the machine. So we're about to see an increase on productivity uh, tomorrow, hopefully. So that's fucking exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hey, shit, how about that? Yo, it's fucking an hour. Uh, okay, we, t- we took a subject. We stuck to it. This is crazy. Is there anything else you want to know with regards to hyper-productivity? My friend whose name I'm just butchering prevents, you knows whatever. I don't, oh, fuck. Provsienko? 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 Oh, I don't know. Uh, can I make an Akira wave out of this? I would love to hear an Akira wave out of this. It's very interesting. Yes. Lots of people have been asking for Akira waves. I haven't done one. Uh, I suppose my albums where I, where I sort of sing and rap, there are Akira waves. But Yeah, it is an interesting thing. Uh, yes. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh doobie dooby 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 doobie, Dooby 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 Yeah, this has been Kira. This has been Kira. We've been talking about hyper productivity. Yes, we have. Caleb Heidel said, what do you think about Eric Weinstein's idea of choosing an Assin Nemesis? Have you chosen one? Uh yeah, I used to think about that a lot. Um Chile Gonzalez introduced me to that concept about 10 years ago. He's very into the nemesis thing. He's his he's always had a nemesis. Uh his first nemesis was Alec Empire. And he kind of, when he moved to Berlin, he was like, I'm going to pit myself against Alec Empire. He's like the king of the underground. I want to be king of the underground. And he used Alec Empire as someone to inspire him, essentially, uh, an inspiration in, in, in that regard. And I've had that over the years. I have had that. It is, I see it as being a useful thing. Um, I've kind of, I've, I beat, I outgrew all my nemesis. I beat them all. I've beaten all of them. And I currently don't have one. I haven't thought, I haven't thought about um, who my new one should be since I destroyed all the other ones. <laughs> I really did. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was listening to that Weinstein thing talking about choosing a nemesis and how useful that is. And I was thinking, shit, yes, I need a new nemesis. Shirley Gonzalez had this wonderful song called The Grudge. You're my grudge and I won't budge. And uh, it had the line, I need... I need enemies, please. A nemesis or nemesis. Yeah. Chilo Gonzalez, goat. Great, great Chilo Gonzalez. Massive inspiration on me in the, uh, in the in the early days and continues to be, actually, continues to be. Uh, Graveyard Goons, your insight is much appreciated. We all love you. Keep being amazing, Akira. Thank you so much. Natalia, question. How do you decide on how much time is enough for family? Side stuff, et cetera. It's a good question. Side stuff, not so much side stuff. It's, you know, it's just... Uh, it's a constant work in progress and I haven't got it right. yet. haven't got it right. It's, um, so yeah, that's a constant work in progress. I found it's, re- it has been really good when I've given a day, like a full sort of day to uh, the family in a week, a full day goes a long way and then sort of, you know, hours in between, but a full day goes a long way. So I, that's something, you know, like I was saying, a lot of this is as much for me as it is for you. And, uh, Applying the full day thing has always been good. So I really do need to fucking make sure that happens. Yes, I do. Uh, Yeah. Ewan Wright, new arch nemesis, your shadow self. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, I've basically been at war with the worst version of myself for the past seven months. So I've been basically, it's been like best ideal potential versus destructive aspects that uh would get in the way of that and that's been conscious and i realized that previously in my life that war was always going on unconsciously and I wasn't paying attention now i'm paying attention so uh, yeah bruce how did you settle on this as your focus to achieve hyper productivity how did i settle on what the, the music thing or that um, i just knew i just like you know i've been i've been i knew um this is the area this is the area, this is what I devoted my life to. And this is, you know, something I'm really fucking good at. And I'm getting better all the time and I have ways to go. But this was the thing. This was the th- and this was the thing. Here you go. Boom. James Altucher. I had a great piece of advice from him. He said, look at what's working and quadruple down on what's working. And that's what I did. I looked at what was working and I quadrupled down. I'm more than quadrupled down. I went all fucking in. I went all in. All in. All in. And we went all in as a family, as a dynasty. We did it together. All in. And uh, that's what's going on. And it's fucking working, man. It's fucking working. I would really, really recommend it to all of you. Especially, well, no, all of you. All of you. But especially if if you're young, if you don't have any responsibilities, you've literally got nothing to fucking lose. All right? So like, pick a thing, fucking stick to it, and just do it. Do it at the fucking full tilt, at full tilt. All right, just do it and see what happens. Do it and see what happens. And uh, yeah, let us know how it goes. Join the Discord. There's a channel on there called the Path, where you can you can uh, like the other bad motherfuckers. Basically, you can say, "Oh, I'm doing this," and they'll help you. They'll help you stick to it. And uh, yeah, do that. The Discord is there's a link in the bio. Join the Discord. Uh yeah, join the Patreon. New what new there'll be a preview of that new wave later today. Ted D, do you get ratty when trying to be hyper productive? No. I get ratty if things fuck up and, and that's always my fault. If I have not allocated my resources correctly or allocated my energy correctly then I'll get ratty, and it's always me being truly angry at myself if that ever happens, that's what it is. Uh, when everything's going, like, right, when I'm allocated resources correctly and I'm following the plan and sticking to it and being disciplined, it just fucking flows beautifully, and it's exciting and wonderful and rewarding. So, yeah. Uh, thank you, Eccentric Naturalist, for the very specific nine ninety nine super chat. Appreciate you. It says, hey, Akira in Hypocrite, one of my old songs, one of my early records, says, now, the ark was made of shit and wood. Is that Noah's ark, the ark of the covenant? Uh, and does that reflect any of your views of the archetypical biblical stories back then? Uh, yeah, that's actually uh, a mishearing. The ark was made of shitim wood. Shitim. Shit. Um, I've got to look this up. That's the, the kind of wood. Shitim wood. Yeah. Uh, it's from the Achaica tree, actually. It's wood from the Achaica tree true you see so that was a play on words in regards of the uh, the rhyme i believe was the art that arc was made of shit and wood no shit and blood keeps dripping from the kitchen and ambition but i really should probably not be a pop star might serve more use training as a doctor or maybe like a cop bra my pop says that i should quit he says you can't change shit with a hit you twit you tit and i admit my chosen career is steeped in vanity um well, i can't remember what i said after that. something about profanity but anyway, yeah, and that, shit, that's interesting. A lot of that applies to what's going on now. Interesting. I wrote that song in 2005 in Los Angeles in a Masonic Lodge, <laughs> in a converted Masonic Lodge, where I was recording my first album, which was for Interscope Records, the largest recording company in the world. Uh, Jimmy Iovine, the boss of said company, had, had flown me out to Los Angeles and flattered me and told me that I was going to change music forever. He told me I was a genius. He told me I was going to do to rap rap what the Beatles did to rock, and fucking hell, he was right. Hey! (laughs) It just took a little longer, just a little longer than we than he than he envisaged, and uh, yeah. Thank you, Bruce, too, for the super chat. Twenty bucks, you burn, motherfucker. That's very much appreciated. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to all of you. I'm really, 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 really glad you were here. I'm really appreciative of you being here. This has been a, a joyful experience and uh yeah nice star karen i just looked over There there's facebook's going on i forgot was going on nice star karen win you beautiful creature big up justin brown and uh yeah shout out to you bad motherfuckers out there join the patreon join the discord we'll be back next week tell me uh let me know in the uh comments of this when it goes live and let me know in the discord what you felt about this format of like taking a big subject and tackling it in a whole video um eccentric naturalist says what do you think your dad would say regarding all the changes you've made with your hits yeah it's interesting I'll I'll be interested to talk to my dad one day I haven't really spoken to him much since I moved to America he's not really one for talking um on the phone things of that nature uh also you know he's a big raging socialist bless his heart so um yeah who knows anyway I love my dad I love my mama I love you guys I love my wife I love my son and I love humanity I really really do and uh Yeah, this was great. Thank you, guys. See you very, very soon.